0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The The Game. It's going down. Shapari Block and Evan Giddings, along with Brian Iglesias and my man Cam here. Kyle Matson will be joining us shortly, but in the meanwhile, we got a lot going on today. ESPN spent the entire week dropping Madden ratings, and we're going to get into that and what it means for the Niners. We have a little bit of news regarding the Warriors. Kendra Andrews spoke to Zach Lowe, and essentially the, what the Nets wanted was insane, and the Warriors kind of backed out. And also, you know, uh, Evan, uh, Wakanda Forever trailer dropped. <laughs> did, did you see it? And and were there tears? How many tears did you drop there? Was in watching it?
2: Well, and anything involving Chadwick Boseman is gonna make me gonna make me tear up a little bit. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to pinch hit for Cobb, Madsen for a little bit. You can call me, uh, you know, whoever's coming off the bench for you, Gabe Kapler oh, at this oh, point. I was gonna
1: say no. Well, I, I was gonna I was gonna say you're Darren Ruff, right? Oh, now. oh I, yeah,
2: I am the platoon hitter of the weekend <laughs> right now at this point. And I'm glad to be on with you because there's a lot to get into today. Hopefully, Kyle can pick up where you're putting down. But as far as the Wakanda trailer, I mean, Wakanda forever. Like, that's it just is what it it is.
1: Yeah, no, it was great, man. It was great. I I can't wait for the movie to come out. That's all I'm going to say. I am a
2: little afraid, though, just because of how good Black Panther was and specifically its roots and ties and homage to Oakland and the city from across
1: yeah the city oh yeah oh, or the yeah.
2: town from across the city pardon me <laughs> but but that really hit home for me and one of the many reasons why i thought it was such a great film so i was excited about the trailer i hope that it can be a back-to-back performance maybe a la the warriors sixteen seventeen.
1: yeah man hopefully or 17 18 we also have so first things first do you are you a madden guy you play madden at all i don't play as much as what it sounds like you do I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't regularly played Madden in a decade. But once upon a time, once upon a time, I was one of the baddest Madden playing dudes. Like So in the early days of online gaming, uh, when... Now, so this was only people that had PlayStation 2s, right? So I wasn't playing that Xbox. That was where I stopped. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I th- Talk to I, me. I think that now you can play connected. Like, if I have a PlayStation 2 and you have an Xbox, again, I, I haven't played in a long time, but I think if you have a PlayStation 2, you can play people with Xbox So online. Some, some yeah.
2: games are universally, as far as consoles goes, connected. So PS5, Xbox, you know, 780, 90 million, whatever the hell Xbox they're on nowadays. Yes, you can play with some games together.
1: Yes. Because... The only reason I bring that up, so in the early days, like 2005, 2006, 2007, uh, PlayStation 2, Madden, like 2000, what was that, Madden? Yeah, 04? Madden 07, 05, about there. Mm. Like, I was ranked in the top 10,000. Sean Alexander. T- ranked in the top 10,000. So, so that's how raw your boy was. I haven't really picked it up much since then, but I do always keep up with the ratings, and you, and here's the reason why. EA Sports, they, they're not. You know, John Madden hasn't been in there telling people what's what for a long time, but it is a, it's a method— of joining, it's a method of evaluating what people think about your team and about other teams. And listen, if you look That's at what call. if you if you look at what the ratings are at the beginning of the season, and you get to the end of the season, they're usually dead wrong, right? Like somebody starts out as a ninety nine, they end up in a seventy, and vice versa. Like Trey
2: Lance is a seventy two. Exactly, he'll be a ninety by the end of twenty twenty two.
1: He'll be a ninety. Okay, now that I, I don't, okay, you are. I dig Trey Lance, and I like his trajectory. and I like his future. If he's a ninety at the end of the season, <laughs> that that's Super Bowl talk. You're talking. You're talking Super Bowl eleven. I don't know, but
2: we might have an opinion from our soon-to-be co-host, driver of this show, Kyle Madsen. Appreciate you stepping in.
3: Yeah, I've been a driver of my. That my, that my there we go. Yeah, there we um, go. Okay, there it is. <laughs> I've been a driver of my vehicle for the last like two and a half hours, driving from Sacramento. Um, I forgot that 80 sucks a lot, (laughs) but, um, no, just to, just to your point on Trey Lance. I think that just speaks to the fact that we don't know what he is. Mm -hmm. If you're evaluating Trey Lance, if you're the EA sports evaluator person (laughs) and you're watching, you're watching 10 quarters of Trey Lance, what we saw last year was mostly unimpressive. Like in the scope of here's everything we know about Trey Lance.
1: But was it Davis Mills is basically as good as you, unimpressive?
3: Yes. Davis Mills started a whole year for the most part. Uh,
2: Davis Mills was arguably fun, and was, and
3: he was. He was pretty good.
2: Yeah. I was going to say he might have been the best rookie quarterback last season.
3: Yeah. Like, I'll do respect to Mac Jones, but uh, I think Mac Jones is just on a better team. But it's yeah. Great I mean, situation. But, yeah. Like, we know, Trey Lance in that Seahawks game when he came in when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, man, like, not mm. great. Um, I think he threw two touchdowns, but one was the broken coverage to Debo down the sideline, uh, where he's wide open. He just had to get it to him. And he and he, then there bar- was a, he
1: barely got it to him, by the way. <laughs>
3: hey. Yeah, I think he was like, just trying to make sure it got there. Yeah, so um, maybe that's an arm strength of fifty five. I mean, I don't know. What, I don't know what they're <laughs> ranking the at this point. Okay, so that's the thing is when it comes to these Madden ratings, the, the, like I get and and Shamari, I think you you make a great point about how it is a good representation of what the person that's not in the Bay Area. The person that's not locked in on every snap that Trey Lance has ever taken in his life and evaluating every step he takes, what do they what do they think? And I I just I think with with Trey Lance specifically, like I said, there's not can we project that he's going to be a lot better than whatever a seventy two is in Madden by the end of the year? Like yes, you would
1: hope so anyway. Okay, that's that's the goal. So so just for reference, for everybody that's listening that is not a Madden head, and I've been playing well, again, I haven't played Almost it all in the last decade, but I, I was playing Matt ninety three. Okay, you're magnificent enough. Just and, say it. And when you talk about generally speaking, okay, a seventy five means you are a starting caliber NFL player, right? Like seventy five to war. eighty, yeah, you are a replacement like, level. Yeah, it's like you can you can start on a team and you're not going to destroy a team. Um, when you start to get into the 80s, that means you're pretty good. 90s, obviously elite. 90, The 99 club, which Trent Williams is a part of, is the the cream of the crop. That's as good as it gets as 99. I just kind of feel that saying he's a 72, which is what he rated as, uh-huh. is, is saying he is sub-starting. And I think that's kind of insane to say that this guy who was drafted— because yeah, you have to look at his pedigree. He was drafted in the top five. Mm-hmm. He— He had elite tools, and it wasn't just the Niners that thought he was worthy of being taken in the top five. So to say that he is sub-starting caliber, to me, is kind of insane. And I just wonder, A, is that what people outside of the Bay think? Let me
3: ask you something real quick. Yeah. If Trey Lance is, for 17 games, the quality of player he was in the 10 quarters we saw last year, how many games did the 49ers win?
1: Hmm. We'll see. That's kind of... The number in my head is
3: like five. Five? He was not very good last year. But he showed the flashes because, again, we watch it through the scope of what is he going to look like in five years. Mm -hmm. And with that, it's like, that's pretty exciting. But if you are a person making ratings, you can only go off what you know. And what we know is he's not a great decision maker yet. Mm -hmm. Is inaccurate. doesn't have great touch. Like... He can't run through people like we thought he was going to. Like he didn't show to be a super effective runner, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be better. I'm very high on Trey Lance, but I'm I'm speaking from a a person that's making these ratings. What we know is what we have on tape, and it wasn't awesome.
1: It wasn't. But was it? But was it? This guy shouldn't be a starter because listen, Kyle Shanahan thinks he should be a starter. So sure. so Kyle Shanahan thinks that Trey Lance is at least a 75. I'll leave you guys with this one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Is your bigger issue with the fact that Trey Lance is a seventy-two, or that Trey Ra- Trey Lance is ranked lower than Jimmy Garoppolo?
1: He's ranked Ooh. significantly lower than Kyle. G- wait, wait, have you have you had a chance to look at these? No, Jimmy no, Garoppolo yet. seventy-eight, which is you know above average starter, but not you know good. Like so, this is a seventy-eight is essentially saying that you're a starter and you're you know pretty good at starting, but you're not. In the elite or even basically, as as my assessment of Jimmy Garoppolo is, 78 means you are run of the mill, which run of the mill, you can win, you can go to the NFC Championship game with. Trey Lance is, so essentially, Trey Lance is significantly credier a quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, can can you get behind that?
3: Right now, like, based on what we know, I think you can have a beef then that, because I don't... Is a 78 and a 72? If you just put a Jimmy Garoppolo led team in Madden Mm -hmm. with the exact same team and then that a Trey Lance led team with that exact same team and they play head to head, Mm -hmm. is the Jimmy Garoppolo team going to win by three touchdowns? Like, I don't know the. Probably not. Yeah. Right. I don't. And so that's what I'm of. I think that you guys are right when you say that when you look at what Trey Lance is going to be rated by by the end of this year in Madden, I think it's going to track with what we know and what we think about Trey Lance as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. But this starting point, the base, is, like I said, a quarterback who last year was, you know, again, if you're viewing it long-term, like, yeah, hey, this is impressive. There's some flashes. You you, you get excited about it. But if you're going, man, hey, if he doesn't improve at all, if there's no steps forward and he's just that for his whole career, he's not going to have a very long career and they're not (laughs) going to win a lot of games.
1: Maybe, maybe not. By the way, the 510, uh, in reference to your... Madden Raider person—they're called Madden rating gurus—and apparently Chad Ochocinco, aka Chad Johnson, is one of them.
3: Great, good for him. <laughs>
1: well, I'm just—I've often—I've
3: often said, when
1: I want my Trey Lance evaluation, I'm going to go to Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> right, exactly. You know what the funny thing is, though, about the whole orde- ordeal is that is that year after year, Madden ratings comes out. It's a whole. It, it ESPN dedicates an entire week to it. And people getting ticked off about their ratings and, and a lot of these guys don't really have any recourse. It's like, oh, yeah, that's about who like Justin Herbert's whole the entire uh, uh sandy I'm sorry, Los Angeles Chargers team mm-hmm. was oh my God, they only rated our quarter. I was like Ugh. I mean as as much as I appreciate Justin Herbert, that's about where he gets. but but the one the one thing to me that was insane is Debo is the 13th best receiver in yeah, Madden. But behind the guys, behind guys like Amari Cooper and other names like that, then I'm just Carrie like McLaurin. no.
4: Yeah,
3: right, right. So this is where yeah. okay, and this is why I understand why Madden ratings are a, a thing mm-hmm. because there, they're I have friends who play Madden who don't watch football. Like that's <laughs> their attachment to football. Mm-hmm. So, so the thing is, is they rate receivers based on x amount of, like your receiver overall rating is based on these x traits mm-hmm. you know the receiver needs to be good at a b c and d and if you are good at a b c and d you're going to have a better rating and that's the thing is debo his value is not in his um is not in his like route running mm-hmm. and his just pure receiver skills it's what he does after the catch it's what he does with the ball in his hands as a running back Like, those are the things that make Debo Samuel special in a way that isn't going to translate to video games.
1: See, but uh, here's here's my thing with that, though, Kyle. Now, he played in 16 games. He missed one. In the first eight games that he played primarily receiver, Mm -hmm. he was second in the NFL in yards behind Cooper Cup. Mm -hmm. He was like something like... Fifty yards behind Cooper Cup in yeah. terms of after after eight games. Mm-hmm. So by that metric, he as far as catching the ball until they made him running back, and his his targets literally dropped in half. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, he was the second most effective receiver playing with. Let's remember who Cooper Cup had throwing to him. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to talk about ratings? Okay. Big upgrade from having Stafford throw to you versus mm-hmm. having Jimmy G. And I don't. I, and I don't care what you think about Jimmy Garoppolo. Matthew Stafford is a much better quarterback. Okay, and sure. it's before anybody gets in here. Why are you? No, 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 no. Nobody, nobody that's watched ten football games will tell you that Jimmy Garoppolo is anything close to Stafford. Mm-hmm. So he has Stafford throwing to him, and with Jimmy Garoppolo, he matched his productivity.
3: Yeah, but I'm talking as, like as a when receiver, you watch, though, yeah. but Cooper Cup. <laughs> From a if you take names and faces away and just mm-hmm. the receiver thing, getting off the line, mm-hmm. route running, catching, like Cooper Cup is just better. Absolutely. At those things. Yes. But what makes Debo special is not the thing are not the things that are gonna translate like on Madden. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so it it like makes sense why he's rated there, but you've it's it's why I can't get up in arms about Trey Lance being a seventy-two or Debo Samuel being an eighty-seven behind Terry McLaurin and Cooper Cup. Like I think there's a lot of people who are taking Debo Samuel. If you're taking wide receivers, Debo is probably one of the first three or four that somebody's going to take. Absolutely. And I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't bring myself to be like
1: outraged about this
3: just because of the way the the machinations of the game and the way it works.
1: It's, I mean, listen. It, it's. It is video game football. It's com- it's computer football. I get it. It's not real football, but I, it's still kind of funny, man. Because again, when you look at you look at the guys that that do get the credit, you look at the guys that get the love. I mean, is there some East Coast bias in there? Like you know, like do the Niners not get a lot of love because they're the Niners and 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 teams like um, I don't know. I think the, the highest rate. Okay, here's another thing. Highest rated team. It's not the Rams that won it all last year. Hmm. It's it's not uh it's not uh, the Bengals that were in the Super Bowl. It's the Bucks who were basically two and done.
3: Okay. They so, have a lot of really talented players.
1: They do. But but if you if you're picking right. if you're picking <laughs> if you're picking your Super Bowl odds right now as we speak, are the Bucks at the top of it?
3: They're near the top of it for sure. They have Tom freaking Brady. And they have a lot of really good players. They have
1: a forty-five-year-old Tom freaking Brady, man.
3: So, so what?
1: Hey, wait! You tell. Listen, you're telling me at some point Tom Brady is gonna look like a forty-five-year-old dude. He just is. He y- just dude, is. people have been saying that since he was thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's gotta happen, though. It has to. It has to. Um, I'm
3: looking up Super Bowl odds right now. By the way, Tampa Bay second behind Tampa the Bills. Bay second behind the Bills. Yes.
1: That's interesting. Bills that 1, interesting.
3: Bucks 2, Chiefs 3, Rams 4, uh then Packers, Chargers and then 49ers.
1: So the Niners are in the top 6. Yes. All right. Top I, that's about seven. right. With, with their, their 72 seven. st- with their 72 overall starting quarterback that's EA. It, and that's
3: just it. All right. So uh, Devone and Evan were talking about this. I was listening on the way in and they were they were getting at the idea of as we as we move more into this modern NFL, this pass happy NFL, can you win with an average quarterback? Can you win with a Jimmy Garoppolo level quarterback? Mm-hmm. Where yeah, he's gonna do some good some good things, but he's not going he's not always gonna do some he's he's he's, he's not always gonna be great. Mm-hmm. And when he's not good, he's he's really not good. Mm. And he's gonna make a back breaking mistake here and there. And can you win without one of those elite high level quarterbacks? And I don't think you can because I think at some point in every game, you're going to need your quarterback to make a throw. We saw that with the Niners against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. There were, and it's not even the Emmanuel Sanders one. I know that's the one that gets circled all the time, but that, that's not even the misthrow that, that matters. There, were, there was the one that got batted down, uh, the one over the middle, George Kittle, after the Chiefs had scored to make it a three-point game. Mm-hmm. They had a second and medium. And Jimmy's pass to George Kittle gets knocked down at the line. It's like, that's a pass that needs to be made.
1: Like- See, the, the thing that sticks out to me about that Super Bowl is overall, it was a collapse in the last seven minutes, okay? And forget the Emmanuel Sanders throw. If you get two first downs, mm-hmm. if you get two first downs at any point in that last seven minutes, that game is over. Mm-hmm. And for, for whatever reason, Jimmy Garoppolo was a part of it. They couldn't. And, and the quarterback... The money down is third down. The, the The money quarter is the fourth quarter, and in the fourth quarter they couldn't get a a a first down. Well, they can get two first downs, and that's just that doesn't have anything to do with arm strength or you know what whatever you else mobility or anything mm-hmm. you feel like Jimmy Garoppolo's lacking. That is that that is that killer instinct, man. Because that defense, the Chiefs' defense, they have some guys out there, right? The the, the defensive line, the pass rush was. Good but not great, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to beat that sort of thing. And I'm not talking about oh, he scrambled for 10 yards, you got to be able to figure out a way to make that happen. And I really don't hold that throw against uh, uh I really don't hold the miss of Emmanuel Sanders against him because listen,
3: that's you, not a high percentage throw, yeah.
1: You know, you, you that's a throw you hit five times out of ten, okay, great, but there were like several other oh. A little little, little short, shallow cross, a little check down, a little something. The
3: one interception he threw to the sideline where he just floated it up to Mm -hmm. nobody. I mean, it's those kind of mistakes. So at some point, you need your quarterback to just go make a play. Like third and long, need a first down, Mm. go make a play. And I don't think because the way the NFL is now, Mm -hmm. I don't care how good your defense is. If you're playing an elite quarterback, that elite quarterback is just going to make a play. We saw it, we saw it when when the Chiefs played the Bucks. And this is a little bit of a weird example because the the Chiefs were missing their two starting tackles and the Bucks defensive ends just feasted. Yeah, but Patrick yeah. Mahomes was still running around putting his guys in a, in position to make plays. They had a couple of big drops in that game. I think I I just I don't think there's there's any scenario where you're going to run Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen up against a Jimmy Garoppolo led team and feel good about having Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. And the 49ers feel the same way. Because they are getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, who got them to two NFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. But in the end, couldn't make the throws. Like, let's go back to last year's NFC title game. Trey Aikman said it. As the Niners are coming out, after the Rams took the lead in the fourth quarter, he's like, I'm afraid this is going to be on Jimmy Garoppolo like, I was, to go I was, make a play.
1: I was afraid it was going to be on Jimmy Garoppolo to go make a play.
3: And so is Kyle Shanahan. And that's why they traded three first-round picks to go get Trey Lance. Because they believe Trey Lance can be one of those elite guys. Is he yet?
1: <laughs> Who knows? Now the but the, the Comcast Business Text Line is saying something important that I think that, that I think relates to what we're talking about please. right now. 888-957-9570. 8, 8,
3: the, 8, 7,
1: the defense gave up three third and sixteen plays in the end of that game. If they just cover one of those, the 49ers would have won. And they that were goes back facing to what you a dynamic were, quarterback. Exactly. And that goes back to that thing that we were saying is that listen, sometimes a Patrick Mahomes is just gonna beat you. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes good offense just beats good defense. Shout and, out to and, Mark Jackson. And, and sometimes Nick Bosa can be being will be getting held right as Patrick Mahomes went past that him. Guy. To, Don't I'm be just that saying guy. that happened. Don't be that guy. Brian,
3: that happened. Let's get Brian and Palo Alto in here before we hit the break. Brian's uh, one of the best. Go ahead, uh, Brian. You're on with Colin Shamari on 95.7 the game. What's up, man?
4: Yeah. First off, Matthew Stafford is not in the class of Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or any of those guys. So give it up, guys. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he's maybe a little bit better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo outplayed him for three quarters in the NFC title game. Okay, Kyle Shanahan does not have a good track record in the fourth quarter of big games in his career that dates well before he ever had Jimmy Garoppolo. He had league MVP Matt Ryan. They choked the Super Bowl away. Did Matt Ryan make the plays in that game? No. He was the league MVP. He was an elite quarterback that year. So, like. You know, everybody assumes that Trey Lance is going to be – I mean, Jimmy's a top-ten quarterback in the NFL. Okay. There's a very low probability that Trey – it's statistically in stats and in winning. Do you watch? (laughs) Brian, do you watch? Yeah, I I do. Apparently, you don't. Okay. Because you've made the NFC Table game two of the last three years, and apparently you don't watch football.
1: Yeah, no, you nailed it. See you, Brian. There's Goodbye. Goodbye, Brian. Wait, the the only thing top tit about Jimmy Garoppolo is the number on his jersey. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And, and and again, I'm not saying he's awful. What but is
3: I want to know, I shouldn't have hung up. I love Brian. I shouldn't oh, have yeah. done that. I, but but <laughs> I was, I was no, like, oh, I don't boy. that was just gonna turn into you don't watch football, and that's dumb. I yeah. shouldn't have said that. But the that's the issue is like does did do Jimmy Garoppolo's stats, is he number two in yards per attempt and this like yeah, but he's also like thirty fourth in depth average depth of target. Like he doesn't he doesn't do anything dynamic. He doesn't do anything that sets him apart or makes him special. I mean he's you, just a he's just a he's. I don't want he's not like the twenty ninth best quarter. No, he's in that. There's a group of quarterbacks that's like sixteen to twenty four,
1: and he's in that tier. Like put him wherever you want, but top ten is is wild. That's wrong. Okay, I'll tell you this much, 37-year-old Matt Ryan. If you look at his stats, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's stats last season, Mm -hmm. they are extremely close. He's a little bit below him in yards per attempt, but they have the same number of touchdowns, same number of picks. Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing to Debo Samuel. He was throwing to George Kittle. He had Trent Williams protecting his blind side. And Matt Ryan was throwing to Kyle Pitts and Ugh, I don't even know who, and didn't have Kyle Shanahan calling the plays, right? So, uh, I mean, when you evaluate, when you, when people evaluate Jimmy Garoppolo by saying, "Oh, he just wins," I'm like, "True," but how many people in his position would have won seventy percent of their games? Also, I'm not saying that that number is fifty, but I'm saying that number is somewhere in the mid teens.
3: Right. This is not. It's not a thing. It's not an anti Jimmy Garoppolo thing, because there are a lot of quarterbacks who would not. Have taken the 49ers to the Super Bowl in 2019 and who would not have gotten them out of that rut they were in last year mm-hmm. to get to 10 and 7, to win week 18 in LA, and then to go on the road twice in Dallas and in Green Bay and win mm. and give yourself a shot in the NFC title game this year against the eventual Super Bowl champ. So I'm not trying this is not a disparage Jimmy Garoppolo thing. At, at it's all. a it's a the 49ers have hit a ceiling. Mm and you could see it in that Dallas game you could see it in Green Bay and i know it was cold and i know it i i understand the weather but there there was he doesn't do enough to impact winning where the 49ers are going to win super bowls are they going to be in the playoff hunt like yeah are they may they win a couple playoff games like, yeah for sure if they get a good performance from their defense and and Dak Prescott tries to sneak at the end of a game with no time left but there's a there's a new ceiling that they need to hit. And maybe they don't get there with Trey Lance. Maybe Trey Lance stinks at football. <laughs> we just don't know it yet. But they need to go higher than Jimmy Garoppolo could take them. He could take them to a point that was very, very good. But they need to be able to go beyond that to regularly compete with, with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and all these other really young, dynamic quarterbacks.
1: And, and let's not forget that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady – Still hanging around. Still hanging around. And you got to get through Rodgers. I mean, I know they did it, the what, like three seasons in a row. But you got to wow. get through Rodgers to, to, to get there also.
3: Yeah. All right. I'm Kyle Madsen. He's Shamari Block. We're going to hit the break. Uh, on the other side, we're going to keep talking about Trey Lance. The 49ers, they open up training camp on Tuesday. The report on Tuesday. First training camp practice is Wednesday. 95-7 the game will be out there uh, at the Hilton in Santa Clara bringing you all the action live from training camp. So make sure you're staying locked in 2957 the game for tomorrow Blockham combats and see you on the other side.
5: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Now back to 95.7 The Game.
3: Nike is at it again. and Shamari Block, hanging out with you until 5 o'clock right here on 95.7 The Game. I'm talking Trey Lance, 49ers, as we get set for training camp to begin on Tuesday. And all eyes on the quarterback. And we'll get into that. We'll get into some of the other things we're looking ahead to as the 49ers open camp. But the NFL today, and throughout the offseason really, but today there's been a couple of them has been rolling out their new helmet designs <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the helmet design is Nike specifically, but <laughs> they are this is the first year of the NFL because the old rule was you could only have one helmet color so the you could have a if you have a black helmet, you can't have an alternate white helmet you could change a decal on the side to do try to throw back look that way but the helmet base color had to stay the same. The paint color and the stickers and everything could could be different. But um, they changed that rule this year. And so teams are breaking out new helmets to go with their color rush uniforms. So the Bears color rush uniform is orange. So they have a matte orange helmet now. Yeah. The, The Jets, they have the black color rush. So they came out with a black helmet With the dark green jets on the side, the Eagles, they also have a black helmet now, which actually looks great. I love the Eagles black helmet. Look to go with their uniforms. I'm very open to changing uniforms and making like I don't care. Like, look however you want. Do your thing. Like, I'm not one of those traditional, like in baseball, white at home, gray on the road. Like, I don't care. Wear your alternates every game. I don't care. The Cardinals' new black helmet is atrocious. It's so bad
1: it looks just like the old helmet just in black
3: they and it's a like glossy black helmet with mm. just the cardinal slapped on the side yeah I, I, I see it's it's but their black uniforms looked great with the white helmet yeah but i don't know why you'd change well it.
1: no but here's my thing is that that first things first why when the nfl says color rush let's throw a splash of color in there right every team's like black alternates <laughs> That's the weird that's the weirdest <laughs> and the worst. The Niners alternate. Their color rush uniforms are black. Um the no, Cardinals, they're white. They're white? Yeah, they're the, the throwback.
3: Colors? They're the throwback whites from the 95 season.
1: 94 season. Okay, the first time they did it, they had those black and red yes. ones. Okay, yes. so, so they yes. they Wait, those those are the color rush or those are the throwbacks though? Same thing. Interesting. Okay, cause I just a lot of teams go black, and I'm not mad at the black helmet. I'm mad at the, you know. Just black uniform. Oh, we're going to throw all black. I mean, I know our colors are red and white, but let's switch to Well, but
3: if you're the black, Cardinals, you, you already have a red on red set and you mm-hmm. already have a white on white set. Mm-hmm. So that's just a third color option for them to use. And See, black is a color, white is a color.
1: Listen, listen hate hate the Bears if you want. And I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you in principle that that orange and the orange. The, it doesn't no. look good. But they went for it, they, they went sure for did. It. The the the, Boy, listen, the Seattle Seahawks for all of those those vomitable colors that they put together and all the different combinations of, of jerseys and pants they have, like they went for it. They're trying to do something different. So while I don't necessarily appreciate a lot of these a lot of these jerseys or or helmets or whatever, and let's throw Major League Baseball in there. I mean, those those Padres City Connect jerseys I like love them you love them i love them i, I was eating dinner man and i almost lost it when i saw the book. no you didn't i'm joking but they, they are that ugly <laughs> they're that ugly and, and they're sick i love them oh my god well okay i, I learned something how are you gonna
3: new. how are you gonna want color and
1: then hate on those well that's they're my beautiful point. that's my point is that is that i appreciate the effort and the creativity sure even if it falls flat and what i don't like is when someone says Let's do a color rush. And then people are like, oh, hey, let's let's go black or let's go gray. Let, let's do let's do something boring. You're supposed to do something exciting. So teams like the Bears and anybody else that does something. I, I, I hope I hope there's some lime green Seattle Seahawks helmets waiting for us down the road, man. I do. Am I gonna like them? Probably not, but I want them to do it. I want them to go for it. What
3: I don't want mm-hmm. to bring this back to the 49ers is for the 49ers to do anything. I don't need a red pants 49er uniform. I don't need a red helmet or a black helmet or a white helmet. Give me the traditional gold helmet. It looks great. Mm -hmm. If you want to go throwback with the white on white, you can do that. If you want to go throwback with the red on the white, you can do that. Okay, what about the white helmet? They wore the white helmets
1: back in like the 50s or 60s or something. I'm out. You're out? I want no parts of a white helmet well what about they no, no no okay it's a peep game you, you have the 94 steve young bryant young uh jerry rice throwbacks Deion okay sanders. yeah right deon
3: sanders the correct name to use is the <laughs> yeah. deon sanders you, you, have,
1: you have those throwbacks and then you throw the white helmet with that
3: no no i don't want that no no because then it's uh then it's not the throwbacks now you're wearing a white helmet with these beautiful uniforms that look sick with the gold helmet. I don't need it.
1: Okay, the 650 wants to know if you what you think of the Jags helmets. Um uh, the Jags helmets are fine. Have you seen them? Because I haven't seen them all. Yeah. The
3: Jag I, I don't know if they came out with a new one, but those like weird, so the ones they had uh in the Blake Bortles era with the like half black, half gold, mm. they grew on me a little bit, but I didn't love them. Um, they're just a generic black helmet. Now they're fine. <laughs> I like the simpler Jaguars uniforms. If they're not going to go to the Mark Brunel era, like 1998 or whatever year it was, 97,
1: 95? Yeah, no, it was 98 when they, when they went to the championship game. That was 98. Yeah.
3: Okay, so like that era with the Jaguar on the sleeve, the Fred Taylor looking ones. If they're not going to go to that, just the the plain ones that they have I think are fine. I like a minimalist look on a u- uniform typically.
1: So here's the thing. The reason the Raiders, one of the reasons the Raiders have been one of the most popular jersey selling teams for the since the 70s, well actually. So fun fact, man, jerseys as a thing. I looked this up like a week ago cuz I was like, when did people start wearing jer-? jerseys weren't a thing thing until the late 70s, early 80s and you didn't like you, you go to a you go to a stadium today, right? Mm-hmm. 80% of the people are wearing whatever yeah. jersey. Like that didn't that Level of jersey wearing didn't happen until the, I think, like the late 80s. Which yeah, is kind of crazy to think about.
3: When you look at like highlight highlights from the catch, yeah, nobody's wearing a jersey.
1: Yeah, right. a that's eighty-one. That and, and if you go back farther, like people are dressed like they're going to church. People have on hats mm-hmm. and and jackets and all this. Anyway, bring so, that back, by the way. <laughs> We're a fedora to a game? I mean, yeah, but when, is that so, what those are called? Yeah, but but so if if I'm on like my my five hundred seven eight hundred dollars suit and I'm wearing my Sunday best and uh, and. And somebody uh, spills, you know, beer on it, you, you, and you have to take it to the dry cleaner. Okay, like I'm not gonna say there's gonna be a fight because I'm wearing a suit, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be way more pissed off than if somebody spills it well, on on my George <laughs> Kittle jersey.
3: And the vibes are just different now at games, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not there to like quiet, like what's the word? Like politely applaud. Like you want to get <laughs> into it. I feel like I couldn't get to the level I need to get to enjoy a NFL football game in a suit. Right. <laughs> You know and what I'm saying? People, people
1: used to though. Like man, there's a vibe.
3: There's a vibe that comes with that comes with being at a football game that I just don't think you can get to with a suit. What's up, Brian?
1: Shamari, did you just say you would not
2: get into a fight if somebody spilled like a beer on like a 500 dollars suit, but a George
1: Kittle jersey? Well, no, no, I said the opposite. <laughs> I didn't. I said I would fight neither situation. I'm just saying that if, if someone, if I'm wearing like my expensive Sunday best, like people used to wear to. To sporting events and like somebody pours beer on or spills a beer, like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pissed.
2: Yeah, if I'm wearing Gucci to a game, I'm gonna be <laughs>
1: Exactly pissed. If, if if someone spills it on my kiddo jersey, I'm like, ah, right on, bro. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be juiced. I'm like, you're wasted, I'm wasted, I'm wearing a kiddo jersey, and it's gonna be all good. I also <laughs> feel like you can't drink a cheap beer in a suit. Unless you're at a wedding.
3: <laughs> Unless you're at a wedding. But I feel like at a, at a football game now, you can't you can't do that. I, I hope we don't go back to that. But and but, I, I sincerely hope that um, we slow down with some of the uniforms. uniform. We, we got
1: a little bit NFL. off track though. The Raiders we got were way the, off track. Yeah, well, no, the Raiders were so popular because that's silver and black, right, mm-hmm. to the point that when the color rush stuff dropped and everybody was wearing black, Al Davis was mad. He was like, "Hey, Raiders own black, right?" So I get I get that. I get why so many teams just go with the black jerseys, man. But I just, it's boring. It, e- even though they're more wearable, I'm more likely to buy a black Niners jersey. And that's that's a, the goal. Than a, in a green and orange one. Yeah.
3: Right. And that's 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 the that's the
1: goal. They're trying to sell them. But when you go to a, when you go to a game and you're a Niners fan and you have on a black and red black George Kittle with red numbers. Okay, but and here here's goes, a, what, what here goes a Cardinals fan with a black with let red me, numbers Kyler Murray.
3: What color? Okay the eagles they have a green jersey and they have a white jersey their colors are green white and black they also have a black jersey mm-hmm. what 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 other color would you like them to go with that's the thing is that most teams have white or black as a secondary color so that's just or tertiary color so that's just what they go with i mean the they're... falcon
1: the falcons do the falcons do the eagles don't that black is not a part of their thing man it, it, historically it wasn't it was green and gray they mm-hmm. um who actually, outside of the Falcons, the Jags, they have black as a part of their thing and has been a part of their mm-hmm. thing, right? The Buccaneers. The Ravens. Kind of. The Ravens have black. Buccaneers the,
3: have that pewter color.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. When they had the, well, it wasn't black. Yeah, pewter. I got you. The, the gunmetal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But not that many teams actually have black as their, the Niners had no black in their uniforms historically ever. And they just instantly go, boom, oh, black. Let's do it. And I'm like, no. And then And then I bought it. But I was also like, that's boring. <laughs> it, it, those I are was, not good I, I, I was thinking I was I was like I'm bo- I'm buying it and I'm like this is so boring and then I put it on I'm like but it looks so awesome yeah no they
3: <laughs> definitely look they definitely look from an aesthetic standpoint like if you're going to buy a jersey and wear it you can style it nicely for, for sure but I just went when they wore them on the field, I hated them. Okay, but And much, I'm very open to changes with uniforms. I just did not
1: like them. So when you think about those color rush uniforms in the Major League Baseball, none of which are black, by the way, that I could think of, um, and some of the, you know, like, oh, look, somebody, somebody vomited Fruity Pebbles on a jersey, right? Mm-hmm. The things they have going on there. Brian um, points out the White Sox. Yeah. No, I like the White Sox are nice. and the Cubs, mm-hmm. um, but but everybody there did something bold, and nobody in the NFL did anything bold. And and even though a lot of those jerseys are horrendous, like I have more respect for what the Major League Baseball teams did than what most of the NFL teams. did. So you want them to go out on a limb
3: because yeah, because you respect it more if somebody goes out on a limb. Yes,
1: okay. yeah, it, it, it's kind of like the equivalent, Kyle, of. Drafting Trey Lance wow. instead of instead That's of Matt Jones. Phenomenal work by you. I'm bringing that back.
3: Is Trey Lance the biggest storyline for you going into camp? Because as I look, it is for me. Just FYI. Really? It's Trey Lance first. Mm-hmm. Everything else is secondary. So we can get to that secondary stuff. But for me, nothing matters more as we open camp. And there's a million things we can look at. There's Debo Samuel's contract. There's Nick Bosa's contract. They have an offensive line to figure out. They have a strong safety position to figure out. They have a third wide receiver spot to figure out. They have all these things that they need to get under control. What does their backfield look like? They have all these things they need to get under control, but it feels like none of it matters if Trey Lance doesn't hit the
1: ground running. See, I have a different take. And, and it's, it's, it's as simple as this. The 49ers have succeeded with the running game. Mm -hmm. the defense, Mm -hmm. and a quarterback who limits quote-unquote turnovers. Okay, Now, I don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo limited them as much as he should have, but obviously the one thing that was different between Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard was that Jimmy Garoppolo threw, while he threw more interceptions than just about every starting quarterback you'd consider decent— He threw way less than C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins. And you look at those performances from those guys and the reason they lost were the turnovers. So Trey Lance needs to have the ball off to Trey Sermon or or Elijah Mitchell or Davis Price or Jeff Wilson or whoever's back there. Okay, He He needs to do that. He needs to not turn the ball over. If he only throws 15 touchdowns this season, but he also only throws five interceptions, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you they have uh, the second or third best record of the NFC. Jimmy Garoppolo threw 12 interceptions last year. The same
3: amount as Matt Ryan mm-hmm. and Tom Brady.
1: Yes. But but Matt Ryan threw 20 touchdowns. Tom Brady threw 14.
3: Matthew Stafford threw 17 interceptions. Justin Herbert, 15. Josh Allen, 15. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr fourteen, Joe Burrow fourteen, but the what you want to look at is interception rate. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Jimmy Garoppolo didn't throw it as much, and he had a two point seven interception rate. Uh, interception rate, so and his that's, career with that's the Niners is almost three per per throw, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: so the percentage of your throws that turn into interceptions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, uh, Andy Dalton had a higher one. So did Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Taylor Heineke, Zach Wilson, Matthew Stafford, oddly enough, Trevor Lawrence, and Joe Burrow. And then Ryan is right behind Jimmy Garoppolo,
1: but most, but most of those guys also threw. A, by the way, his touchdown percentage, the percentage of his of his throws that leads to touchdowns, is five, which is insane. It really, really is. Um, but again, like you said, he doesn't throw it that much. So if you throw twenty and you you throw the ball, you know, two hundred less times than Brady, it's gonna look spectacular.
3: Yeah, he's and that's so that's what when people say Trey Lance just needs to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, he, as, a, as a passer right away, he's probably not going to be. Because Jimmy Garoppolo, for for all the consternation about him, mm-hmm. completed 68% of his throws. Trey Lance isn't doing that this year. Like, I promise. Even if his accuracy improves, he's probably looking at like 60
1: 61%. Well, see, if you look at the game, oh, I think the game against the Cardinals. I think it was that yeah, one. Yeah, in week five. You look at the game against the Cardinals. His... His completion percentage was significantly lower. His yards per attempt was still about the same because he was throwing the ball farther down the field, mm-hmm. and the, there were bigger plays being made. So it's not going to look—it's not going to look like Jimmy it's Garoppolo. It's going to look very different. It's going to look very different. But the 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 effectiveness and the productivity—I don't—I don't think it will be that difficult for him to give you that same kind of productivity. I just don't. And you look at—I'm—I'm going to go back to Nick Mullins when he took over. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. In week three against the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. Nick Mullins. Well, first Bethard comes in, and the best thing people could say about Bethard is, boy, that guy could take a hit because he was taking hits. Nick Mullins, undrafted rookie, comes in, mm-hmm. and if you look at his numbers, his interception numbers weren't great, his touchdown percentage wasn't great, his yards per attempt were about eight, eight something, which is what Jimmy Garoppolo is usually about. And and I and I feel, in a way, part of that's built into the offense. Like it, this offense, if you throw the ball. And you, you don't suck and you find open guys, you're going to be somewhere about eight.
3: Yeah, I, I'm Garoppolo, the, the one that jumps out to me is 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 third downs. <clears throat> and on third down or or in fourth down, short yardage situations, goal line situations, can Lance move the sticks? That's something that Garoppolo is really effective at. Mm-hmm. Third and five, third and six. Hey, there's Brandon Ayuk on an in cut or there's George Kittle at the sticks, So there's deep. he was really good at just making that play to move the sticks. Mm-hmm. Can Trey Lance do that? And to your point, okay, maybe he's not hitting Debo Samuel over the middle, but maybe he's scrambling and finding Ayuk who broke off his route mm-hmm. or running for a first down. So I think that's that's gonna be the thing. Can he take the the physical tools that he has and manufacture away in his first year as a starter? Because you would think that as he plays more, he's going to improve. But out of the gate, can he use those tools to manufacture the productivity that that he's going to lose from his completion rate being worse than Jimmy Garoppolo's? Mm-hmm. Just his understanding of the offense, because he hasn't played. Jimmy Garoppolo has 50-plus games in his offense. Trade doesn't. So can can he just out of the gate with physical tools make up for that lack of experience? Because that's what it's going to take. Because the only way you get that experience is by playing. So, I definitely have have some concerns that it's just going to be as easy to just be like, oh yeah, as long as he's Jimmy Garoppolo, he's fa-. like, well, that that assumes that Jimmy Garoppolo is not uh, Sam Darnold, <laughs> you know, like he's he's a lot better and a lot more effective. Well, than see, that.
1: but here's the thing, though, man. Okay, fifty cents is two quarters. It's also five dimes, Tim Nichols and and, and a whole sure, oh, bunch sure, of right. uh, different kind of things. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, it's not like I don't. It's not that, oh, well, he goes out, he throws five yard in routes time and time again, Mm -hmm. and receivers run after the catch for 10 yards. Like, that's not it. That's not. But it's I don't feel like it is out of the I don't feel like you're asking a lot for him to match his productivity in terms of the third down efficiency you talked about Mm -hmm. in terms of. In terms of the amount of touchdown passes or the amount of touchdowns, because maybe he has more rushing touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. For the amount of touchdowns the offense scores with him behind the helm. You know, and, and honestly, 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 I expect he would throw less interceptions. As as a second year starter, I ex- would expect that he throws less interceptions than Jimmy Garoppolo next season.
3: Uh, maybe, but like, I'm not saying Bet, l- I want to. I'm gonna look at that interception rate is what I'm gonna be looking at. Yeah, yeah, because that's that. I don't think I don't know. I don't think he's gonna throw a ton. That wouldn't that wouldn't shock me out of the gate if they just really try and limit his number of throws, and maybe increase that number throughout the season. But just to that point, when when he is pushing the ball down the field, I think there's a peripheral peripheral kind of effect here. Mm -hmm. If Trey Lance is pushing the ball down the field more and is taking more advantage instead of just the short routes, intermediate, deep routes, and connecting on some of those throws and forcing defenses to defend the 49ers differently, now I think you're opening up holes in the run game. Mm -hmm. Now I think you're making them more difficult to defend because the the one that really sticks out to me is this season against the Packers at Levi Stadium. Jimmy Garoppolo has George Kittle wide open down the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. He makes the throw, and it looks like it's going to get there. But Jair Alexander, the cornerback on the other side, broke off of his receiver and tore towards George Kittle because he knows that Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing it to the middle of the field. There are just areas of the field that defenses didn't have to defend earnestly.
1: And and I also feel that a part of the thing that Jimmy Garoppolo suffers from is his own tendency to throw the ball middle of the field less than 10 yards because if I'm a linebacker I'm 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 putting my feet I'm putting my heels 10 yards from line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. and I'm not backpedaling okay I got I got two safeties back there to help me if he happens to try to make that move great I'm sitting right here I'm waiting for that crossing route to come and I'm jumping it and and I feel that if he saw that happen a lot yeah well even even if he didn't connect on them he would have helped himself out a great deal if he threw the ball down the field more, just so people are like, "All right, well, let me let me drop 15 yards instead of 12."
3: Right, and not just down the field. That's the thing. It's not about distance, but it's outside the it's numbers like, also. Right, out routes, like just not having to defend again earnestly the sideline makes it a lot easier to, to play defense. And the Niners still generated yards, and I think that's where a lot of the excitement for Lance comes from. It's like, okay, maybe he's not going to be as efficient right away and maybe he's not going to make all the throws and maybe he's going to be a little bit inexperienced, but does the offense just look better? Does it look different? Does it look more dynamic? And I think it can, even if he's struggling a little bit, over the first five, six, seven games, however long it
1: takes him to get his NFL legs, if he ever gets them, how much, uh, how many running yards, like, do you think you see Kyle Landis? I'm the, I have a shocking number. I think it's going to be less than 400 yards for Trey Lance if he starts all 17 games.
3: Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say less than 500 because 30 a game is 510. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's about 510. Mm-hmm. So. I wouldn't be surprised if it's less than that, where you get one game where he has 55, 60, 65 rushing yards, and then you get another game where he has two.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, because I think the misconception is that Kyle Shanahan got—he he picked Trey Lance for his running ability, and Steve Young was on with Damon and Kruger this week, mm-hmm. and he kind of blew that out of the water in a way. man. And I think—I really want to get into that about some Trey Lance misconceptions that I think people have the wrong idea about him
3: okay let's do that on the other side we will get into trey lance we will get into what that's going to look like and maybe correct some misconceptions we also got a report on what the nets asked the warriors for in a kevin durant trade we'll talk about that on the other side as well he's Shamari block i'm kyle Madsen. we're on 95 the game
0: you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe